Hi, I'm the host, Chip James. And I'm the producer, Katie Matthews. And if you're anything like us, you have a heart for Dayton, Ohio. And maybe you've been looking for a place where you can hear more about the interesting people and businesses that make Dayton such a special place to call home. Well, that's why we created the new Dayton podcast to celebrate a new era in our great town. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoy. There are some entrepreneurs in Dayton that are involved in so many things. And today's guest, Charlie Carroll, is a great example of that. Charlie leads the City Church downtown, and he uh, is a partner or leader of literally dozens of businesses. Uh, Perhaps the most well-known and the one we wanted to talk specifically about today is Table 33. Katie Matthews, a producer, and I are foodies, and uh, we're very excited to have this conversation about Table 33. Katie, what about Table 33 uh, is impressive to you, um, being the culinary master that you are? Yeah, so if you ever have been to Table 33, you'll probably notice it feels a little bit different, like the the energy of the people that work there. Mm-hmm. For some reason, it f- they make you feel like family. They mm-hmm. We get hugs when we go there. They kind of know our family yeah. <laughs> now, and even if they don't know you, it's uh, they just make you feel at home. You're a foodie. You're a chef. People love your food-making abilities. What keeps you coming back to Table 33? Yeah, okay, so... For starters, I have gluten sensitivity, and mm-hmm. 90% of their menu is gluten-free, which is awesome. Um, but also, I feel like a lot of restaurants, their veggie dishes are like a, an afterthought, and mm-hmm. the veggie dishes at Table 33 are so beautiful and creative mm-hmm. and intentional. It feels like I'm eating a piece of art. Cool. Um the veggie dishes and also the gluten-free muffins, which will just like blow your mind. Yeah, I love Made those. by Monty, the baker. You introduced me to those. So um, Monty, who is a like young twenty-something yeah. Stivers grad. Yeah, prodigy. Cool story. He's a cool prodigy. Story. So yeah, so we're gonna talk to Charlie Carroll, one of the founding um, founders and owners of Table Thirty Three. We may also touch on some of his other businesses, but let's get to the chat with Mr. Charlie Carroll. Dayton is becoming known as a town for some for foodies. Sure, whatever that means. Yeah, is it uh, is it comparable to other towns in Ohio? Who knows? Who cares? Sure, but people are loving this new wave of breweries and restaurants. Yeah, my question for you is: What makes Table Thirty Three different? What makes Table Thirty Three different? I think it is the sincerity of our approach. Maybe you could say the integrity of our approach that we honestly are interested in providing the best product with for the most affordable cost or price Mm -hmm. uh, with great service Um, and so that's your mission in a nutshell yeah yeah i mean i mean we we say that table 33 exists to inspire create and share life around the table and so we can always get better and I, i think we're getting better every day and we're learning how to respond to uh, a market that's always growing and developing. Um, But 
at the end of the day, that's what makes us who we are, is we are really interested in making a difference in people's lives mm -hmm. on a regular basis just when they come in to the restaurant. Mm -hmm. And so, Through service or through food or both? Both. We think one plus one equals three. Okay. Right? So if you have great food with great service, there's a third experience uh, that's there, an, an overall experience that makes one plus one equal three. And so we're learning. Uh, you know, having young children, you know that mm -hmm. uh, a three-year-old is, is not the full version of who they want to be. Mm -hmm. and, and we're learning a lot because this is our, our first restaurant. And so mm -hmm. uh, October 17th, we will be three years old and uh, we've, we've accomplished a lot. We're ahead of a lot of our goals, but there's definitely mm -hmm. uh, ways we, that we can improve. Getting better with our menu, getting better with our, the options and our food, mm -hmm. getting better with service. But yeah, we think uh, that Table 33 exists to inspire, create, and share life around the table. I always think it's a compliment when you're at a restaurant around town and you see another restaurant owner or a chef at that restaurant. Yeah. And last time I was at Table 33, Eric, who uh, founded Old Scratch Pizza, was yeah. there with his wife. Yeah. That's like the Huge. best compliment you can yeah, get. Yeah, for sure. No doubt about it. And, and we, try to, we try to do a good job of getting out ourselves and frequenting the other restaurants around mm -hmm. because we care and we know how hard it is. And, and we want to be there beside them in yeah. the same way that a lot of them are getting in and, and, and rallying around us. That's awesome. It brings up the topic of collaboration, which has been through the first dozen or more episodes that we've done with the New Dayton podcast, there's this overlying theme of collaboration. Sure. And I love the chalkboard at Table 33 behind the bar that sort of shouts out some of your collaborations. Yeah, sure. Can you talk about collaboration? Yeah, it, it, it's super important. And I think what uh, we're starting to know as a community and starting to really live into it and learn is that there's a lot more to being a good business than just having a good product that is put on a plate and, and put in front of someone. And so uh, if we can create jobs locally mm -hmm. and in the immediate context of Table 33, that's great and that's what we want to do. Mm -hmm. And that's a lot of the buzz and the energy that people feel uh, at Table and throughout downtown right now. But there are other ways to take that further by partnering with people that are still close to us in proximity. Right. And so uh, there are some landmines to navigate because some of the smaller companies that are local uh, don't have the ability because of volume to cut cost or to right. be as competitive right. as they want to be. To be and, a provider to a restaurant like yours. Yeah, 100%. Right. Uh, so we end up paying a little bit more, you know, as an example, uh, with the the milk that we carry, Snowville. Right, big uh, fan. Yeah, big fan. well, and, and you're a big fan because you like quality mm -hmm. and you know what they stand for. Uh, Jenny's Ice Cream uses Snowville yep. and a lot of other people that care about the details, care about the quality, care about what's going on on mm -hmm. that, that farm. Uh, we lose money on it every day. Uh, right. If you buy the, the whole milk or the half and half or even the whipping cream, you know, the whipping cream for a half a gallon is, is above $10. Right. And so there are some things that when you see the overall picture of the community at large, you have to be willing to lose money in order to see the whole picture and serve the whole community. Right. And so you can't do it all of the time and you can't do it with everything, mm -hmm. but, but the things that you can do it with or a handful of things that you can do it with, which is what you see 
up there on that board behind right. the bar, those strategic partners, that's what we live in and try to do because we realize that, yeah, we can, we can have jobs and create jobs here within the four walls of our entity and our restaurant, but we can also provide jobs mm -hmm. and grow the community by buying from local vendors sure. that might not be able to give us the best price, but might be able to keep four more people employed locally because we're, we're purchasing from them. Right. Yeah, that's great. You talked about one plus one equals three. One is the food quality. Uh, another one is the service. Is the variable, the, we call it the vibe, Sure. the environment. Is that what it is? I think the environment is part of it. Uh, we have worked hard mm -hmm. to, to not only hire healthy people that mm -hmm. vibrate or put off a certain level of energy, right. but we're also committed to helping our employees uh, grow and become healthier as people right. because we know how important it is to build from the inside out, not the outside in. How do you do that though? I mean, every restaurant owner in America would, would probably love to know how can I, in the busyness of a week, a sure. work, especially a restaurant work week, how can I build into my employees? How can I care and, sure. and try to help them become the best version of themselves? Sure. How do you tangibly do that? Yeah. Other than just uh, smiling and asking how, how their day is going. Yeah. I mean, it just seems Great so question. hard. Great question. So first of all, more is caught than taught. You've got to lead with life yourself. More is caught than taught. They're going to catch more by watching you live. 100%. And, and how you treat them and how you set things up from the very beginning and so you've got to start with that mm -hmm. and so the the real way to get great service to a table is by the owners and the managers getting great service to the employees mm -hmm. unfortunately uh, in in the Midwest where hospitality is not necessarily as much of a career but a, a stop right. on your way somewhere else uh, we have not uh, always had as much life in the servers as the hospitality industry in Dayton would like to have. Okay. Uh, and so it starts with uh, creating competitive compensation packages, which we just redid that as well to mm -hmm. put tiered levels of incentive and rewards into it. Uh, once you're there, uh, once you're at table after a certain period, uh, you now have access to a concierge doctor okay. uh, as something that we pay for. Uh, one of the other entities that we started, which is a holistic uh, health concept, or we call it a regenerative bio boutique, uh, body garage, which is which is on the other side of downtown. Uh, now, once they get closer to a year being mm -hmm. at, at table, they get access to that, which is about a $500 value cool. a month for them because we know the way that life works and it works from the inside out, right. not the outside in. Right. Unfortunately, uh, when you see people as tools to help you make money, right. you end up compromising your ability to make money right. because not all people are created equal and not all people walk through your doors with the same things mm -hmm. going on or with the same level of life in them. And yeah. so we, we realize that we've got to lose to win. Mm -hmm. And it's not really losing, but some people would process it that way, meaning we can't be focused on profit Right. in order to make profit. You have to be focused on people right. in order to make a profit in the long run. Right. Meaning you're gonna have to lose money up front, preferring and investing in and creating life in your team right. in order to get and share that life with your customers, which is why we say 
Table 33 exists to inspire, create, and share life around the table. Mm -hmm. And that starts with the owners, and right. then the general manager, and then the managers, and then the servers. Yeah. Well, it must be why people say that it feels different in there. I think so. Mm -hmm. and, and, and again, that's not to say that we can't get better. We can, and we're committed to getting better. But I think that's why people say that, is, yeah. is we, we are passionate more than food. We're passionate about life and people. Right. But people in life mm -hmm. need food. Yeah, we can't live without it. Yeah. And so uh, Steve Jobs and, and Joni Ivey, uh, his, his friend and, and cohort, Music when it guy. came to yeah, design, they were asked one time in, in, in Time Magazine, Joni Ivey was asked after Steve was gone, uh, why they were known for doing things inside the iPhone that people would never see. Right. That if you pop the back off, there would be straight lines and they would spend millions of dollars to design the inside of a phone so it looked good to the so eye, though the eye would never see it. Right. And when Joni Ivey was asked why they did that, he said, because for us, it was a victory for purity. Hmm. It, it, was, it was for those that gave a damn. Right. And he went on to say that to them, if things could be done better and they did not do it, right. something felt wrong about that. Right. It was compromised. The whole project was compromised. And, 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 and for us, that's, that's kind of what we're committed to. We're committed to doing the things that are right. If I come in there to order a plate of eggs, right, or the chorizo hash and a coffee, I'm seeing that, but I'm not seeing 100%. how much you're building into your people. You're tasting it, right. but you're not necessarily seeing it. Right. You're not seeing all that went into that. And so that dish has a much smaller margin mm -hmm. than, you know, and, and I don't want to- it should. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to throw owner. Denny's or, or Waffle House under the bus. Right. Right. But sometimes, and, and it's fine, it's, 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 it's their MO, it's their way of doing business. There are a lot of restaurants out there that, that just buy food off of a truck that is coming in from Florida right. and they're in Ohio and their model, which is again, their model is how, how do we provide them the most amount of food right. that doesn't taste bad yeah. for the least amount of money. Right. That's their model. Right. That's why I don't go to those places. And it's not our model. <laughs> well, and, and you don't go to those places because ultimately every interaction, every thought, every word, every bite of food you put in your mouth is a plus or minus period. Yeah. It, it is either adding life to you right. or it's taking it away from you. Right. That's true. I've believed in that for a long time. The thing I would say, just to put a bow on that, I, I think the experience of table 33, it's always felt like, so when you walk in, it feels like you're like, wow, it's actually really big. I don't know how many square feet it is, but if you told me it was 4,000 square feet, I believe you. Yeah. It feels like a big place. Well, sometimes at those places, you don't feel like you're going to get the connection. 100%. From the people. Sure. It's too big. It's going to be busy. They don't know or care about me, right? It, it, as opposed to like a mom and pop coffee shop, you walk in and you think they're going to be sweet yeah. and kind. But Table 33, I think for now at least, has achieved that. Sure. Like they just feel nicer. They just feel kind and yeah. gentle. And, and that's just great. Well, thank you, right? That's a, that's yeah, a huge welcome. compliment. And the employees will love hearing you say that because yeah. it's, a, it's a goal. But that is one of the things that we started to learn over the last three years is that we have to soften this place up and, and, and shrink the foot 
footprint down a little bit because we are big. We're, yeah. we're very big. And sometimes we're so big it compromises the intimacy or, or that, that cozy feeling yeah. that we want people to experience. Absolutely. You've mentioned um, Body Garage. And anybody who knows Charlie Carroll knows that he wears a lot of hats. Uh, I've known you a little bit personally, so I know that to be true. One thing, I guess, just personal question for me to maybe get some guidance from you. You seem to be a visionary, a dreamer. You've got great ideas. I'm sure you have endless ideas that never come to fruition. Sure. I'm the same way. Yeah. I'm not so good. I've learned this about myself. I'm not so much of a doer, right? But I'm a dreamer. Sure. Uh, and so how there's people listening, I'm sure that are the same way and maybe they're better doers than me and they've got ideas that they can go do. What advice do you have to people that have that brain that just can't sit still and go punch a clock and sit at their job from nine to five and retire 30 years later? Yeah. People who have these goals, these visions, these ambitions, whether it's because of financial gain or because they got to go scratch an itch or whatever. Sure. What's your advice to people like that? Yeah. Well, it's a tough uh, question, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I could talk forever about it because there's so much to it, right? Mm -hmm. um, I, I think you have to figure out what the common denominator is to everything that you're going to do. Mm -hmm. People ask me this often because, you know, you have Table 33, which is a, a brunch concept. You have Body Garage, Dayton, uh, that is a regenerative bio boutique focusing on uh, health and alternative medicine. Uh, you have a private security consulting firm uh, that focuses on uh, investigations and, and physical protection of people. Mm -hmm. uh, you have City Church, which is uh, a church that focuses on bringing life to people. And then there's... Uh, I'm hearing uh, a denominator. Yeah. yeah I'm well, hearing it. There, 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 there's, a, there's a dozen more of mm -hmm. those, right? A dozen plus that we could talk about as well. And, and when people ask me, like how do you explain yourself with all of these things? It honestly comes back to the word life, mm -hmm. bringing life and giving life and sharing life with people. And so a lot of what is now, right? With table 33 and body garage and, uh, and the church. some of the church and some of the other concepts, they did not come about until 10 years after the first entity started downtown, which was city church. Right. Uh, and so, what, what you'll see is that once the trunk gets to a certain place, which is about that 10,000 hour mark, mm -hmm. offshoots of life come out of it. And, and what makes it possible is partnerships and people. Mm -hmm. uh, learning how to bring people along with you, which is tough, right? right. And then empower them right. to take that and, and, and to run with it. Yeah, yeah. To, to, to run with it. Partnerships is hard too. Oh. Super hard. Super hard. And, you know, I feel like maybe you, you've been or you've found a way to be masterful at people, partnerships, yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. I'm still learning, right? Uh, as you mentioned, there, there is such a liability that comes with being a dreamer mm -hmm. and a visionary because it's not just seeing things in advance. Mm -hmm. It's seeing those things as realities and talking about them as realities that can be very confusing and very disappointing for people that don't understand mm -hmm. your gift is also your liability or your weakness. Yeah. And so I, I have 
hurt more people uh, than I would like to or disappointed more people than I would like to admit because I did not have the ability at the time to preface a lot of my daydreaming or right. a lot of what I thought could be or would be with, this is a dream right now. Sure. And so I think I'm, I'm slowly starting to get better at understanding my weakness and understanding that every gift has a weakness. But when it comes to these, these other things and these other entities, I would just say that people have to be really, really good about focusing on the main thing and then recognizing the seasons when other things can come in or out of that main thing mm -hmm. without compromising the life and health of that main thing. Yeah, that's great. What advice do you have to somebody about pushing through the obstacles? Sure. Because there's going to be hurdles that pop up. Sure. Great question. I think the number one thing that people do not realize is that more than anything, good ideas are, are everywhere, right? Mm -hmm. You have to have a plan and you have to have patience, right? right. And, and, and patience is so much of the difference maker, it's not even funny. Hmm. Because good plans get altered in real time, mm -hmm. right? Uh, and it, 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 it obviously has to be feasible enough and, and realistic enough to win. Right. But no plan is perfect. Right. It really comes down to patience. And, and I, I honestly think when people look back on, on my life and some of the things I was able to accomplish, I would say, at least from my perspective, the number one difference is going to be patience. That, that when most people would have put their parachute on yeah. or their life jacket and jumped, I just stayed on board. Right. So patience once you've uh, started to pursue it or patience to when the, the begin of the pursuit happens, meaning I've got this vision or this dream, right? Am I patient before I launch it? Or once I'm launching it and I'm hitting those hurdles and those obstacles, be patient through it. Sure. Both. Both. But the second factor is even more important. Mm -hmm. Somebody came to me yesterday asking for startup advice. And one of the things that I said to them was, take, take your core team. And, and though you already have an investor that's older and, and can give you advice, get each member of your core team to invest enough money that makes it painful. Yeah. Because you've got to root out the people that are not serious enough for it to cost them something. Mm -hmm. That's how you start. Make sure that people have bought into the plan and they're ready to give a little bit of their life to mm -hmm. it. But then once you get into it, and, and this is kind of that investment will kind of get them to stay a little bit because they've got blood and, and resources in it. Yeah. it it's, uh, you know, so much of the game after it's up and going is can you hold on and not let go? Yeah. I, I think of the people that, that try to water ski for the first time. And if you're like me, which you know, it was decades ago that I learned to water ski, mm -hmm. though you're not up, you're eating water. You can like, feel it. Yeah, like, cr yeah. like, like feel crazy. It. I will not let go. Right. I will get up. And eventually you're forced to. Yep, it just pulls you up. Yeah, but it just comes back to like, that's where you've got to be in yeah. your concepts is you've got to hold on and hold on and hold on and hold mm -hmm. on. I've got a really successful friend that does commercial real estate out in Los Angeles, and it took him about 10 years to become quote unquote successful. Yeah. And that's, that's that. His line is every overnight success is 10 years, 10 years in the making. making. Yeah. Dayton has been a town that has experienced tragedy 
uh, in recent months. Um, you don't need to elaborate on those tragedies sure. too much, but I, I went and read some of your comments after the, the shooting, and I loved what you were saying. I wondered if you could give people some wisdom on how to respond to the next tragedy, right? Sure. We're, every town's always gonna have heartache and tragedy. Sure. I know for me, it's always a really difficult thing, especially to mentor to your own children, but sure. like, how do we respond to this other than, you know, the natural response can be anger, which obviously isn't the way to go, but what's your advice on that? I know it's a big topic, but. Yeah, it, it's a really big topic. Um, Tragedy is going to happen. Sure. Our response to it should or could be what? Sure, yeah. I, I, I think that we will serve. The question really is, what kind of response do we need to have in order to better serve our community? Right. Right? And I think the answer to that, before I explain it, is that we need to have a more holistically driven answer or why behind the what mm -hmm. is happening. If you don't get to the why, right. you can talk about and do as many prayer vigils as you want with what happened, right. but we're gonna be right back there doing it again, acting as if going to the polls and politics and voting the right person in can fix right. or corral evil, which is the what, right. instead of getting to why all of this is happening. and. I, I don't need to take a stance when it comes to Republican or Democrat, conservative or liberal, uh, and there is a place for politics. Right. Uh, and I think people should vote their values, but we shouldn't think that that in and of itself is the answer. Right. The answer starts inside of and with each one of us. Mm -hmm. um, some of what I wrote about when, when it came to the shootings came out of a conversation that I had with one of the police officers uh, that did a great job, by the way, mm -hmm. right? We can acknowledge that, that the Dayton Police Department was epic in their response, but I was speaking with one of the, the first responders, one of the police officers, and he was struggling with some of the same thoughts and feelings that I was struggling with, and that is, in the Dayton area, a dozen plus people die every day mm from similar things mm -hmm. that are not a mass shooting, mm -hmm. whether it's drug addiction, whether it's sleeping out on the street, whether mm -hmm. it's prostitution, things that are uh, unhealthy and eroding our society or our community as fast as we're trying to build it. Right. And, and I think the point that he was making is some of what others of us have felt, and that is, of course, uh, a mass shooting in a city, any city across the world is going to get attention. Right. Uh, and the loss of uh, nine lives all at one time are going to get attention. Right. But, uh, but if we take a step back, of course we acknowledge that and we grieve with our community, we grieve with the businesses, we grieve with the families. Mm -hmm. But if we take a step back and look at it, this is happening every single day in our community mm -hmm. and there is no resolve to it because we still think that people on the payroll, right, right social services payroll, yep. or, or another first responder are going to somehow fix it right. by talking about and focusing on what happened more than why it happened. Right. And so my, my comments, my why, right. that, that I keep trying to bring people back to is evil 
right. is why it is happening. And, and it, you don't have to get super deep into it, but uh, the article that uh, I, I uh, responded to with an a online uh, leadership group yep, I read it. was just saying that we just gave a million dollars to a young teenager that won uh, a contest for a first-person shooter game. Right. And, and then we question why this kind of stuff yeah. could we happen. As, we as a society. As a society. Right. And, and so when you, when you entertain the idea of evil being mm -hmm. the why, then you start to, to understand that we can't have it both ways. We can't entertain ourselves with evil right. and finance evil right. and then complain about it when the monster grows so big and jumps the fence right. and actually hurts people and takes people's lives. Right. And someone will say, well, you can't say that everybody that, that plays a first shooter uh, video game is going to do this. Uh, you're 100% right. right. But the question becomes, what is our responsibility to a community mm -hmm. when, yeah, my son, or I might not do that from playing a first-person shooter game, but somebody that's struggling with anger from something that happened to them, right. uh, trauma that happened to them, they might. Right. And so the, the, the point is, you just can't have it both ways. Uh, you cannot finance and fund evil, but then complain when it gets so out of control that some people that are less healthy right. take that into their own hands and, and, and harm the community. Uh, last story about that, one, one of the employees at table was telling me about an experience they had in the Oregon district hmm. a week after mm -hmm. the shooting. And, and this is really has to do with the point of financing evil and evil as a business, yeah, okay. right? It's, yeah. it's a business right. that we fund. Uh, they were walking through and they saw someone selling Dayton Strong t-shirts. Yeah. And so they went up wanting to support our community and buy a t-shirt to get behind and say, yeah, Dayton is strong, which is a good message, of course. Sure. And when they started questioning the person selling the t-shirts, they realized that the person had just gotten in town with oh, no. a hot batch of, of t-shirts from Colorado. Oh my goodness. So that they could sell the t-shirts and, and make money off of it. Wow. And, and it just, in a very small way, Mm -hmm. illustrates that we are going to have to have more holistically driven approaches to stewarding and creating life right. if we're going to get to the real why and change the real why so these things stop happening. Yeah. Let me ask you a question about table 33. Sure. When you are interviewing for uh, someone that wants to come on board. Yeah. What are some of your favorite questions or what's your go-to question for somebody? Yeah, sure. So we have values uh, that we want them to live into as an individual. Uh, we don't hire specialists, we hire people. And so the advice that I would give anybody when it comes to building a team mm -hmm. is you sit down on paper and figure out who you are and what makes you valuable and what makes people want to be around you. Right. And then write the top three to five on paper and hire and fire based on those values. Yeah. So if grit and determination, which is one of our, our values, grit and determination, you've got grit, you know how to fight, yep. you're, you're determined, then that needs to go on there. 
if uh, character and conscientiousness uh, is another one that makes you you, right. make that another value. And then your questions when you're, when you're hiring people are what people would consider alternative questions to get down to, are these things that they really possess or they think they possess? Right. And so I'll ask questions uh, like, uh, what is it that, that really gets you excited? What is it that really bothers you? Mm -hmm. uh, what, give me an example because patience, uh, determination and patience are another set of values. Yeah. Uh, tell me one of the things or one, give me an example where you've been most tempted to quit mm. and whether you gave up or when you gave up or whether you held out and why. Mm. And, and so the, the best thing that I can say is when you're building a team or an entity or a restaurant or an organization and you want to create culture, figure out what makes you, you, and then get those things on paper right. and figure out creative ways to see those things and make sure to measure those things and make sure this person is really who they say they are yeah. or who they think they are, or they really are not. They, there's too big of a gap between who they, who they think they are and mm -hmm. or who they, I'll say it this way, who they want to be and who they actually are. That's great. It's all good wisdom. I really enjoyed the conversation. I want people to know that if they want to get some of this wisdom, uh, they can just go interact with the staff at Table 33. That's it. Uh, they can go on down to the City Church. Yep. And when are services? Uh, services at City Church are at 9 and 11 on Sunday. Sundays at 9 and 11. Yeah, citychurchdayton.com. And then how can they connect with you? You should be podcasting. You should be putting your, your messages or your talks at City Church out. Are they out? They're out. They're out at citychurchdayton.com. There is a podcast coming down the road. There's already a podcast with those talks yeah. from Sundays uh, on citychurchdayton.com. But there's a, there's a plan for a personal podcast cool. in the mix awesome. just to get some of this stuff out. It's great. Yeah. Thank you so much for yeah, taking the time. Yeah, appreciate your time. Awesome. Thank you so much for checking out today's episode of the podcast. If you enjoyed our conversation, share it with your friends. Uh, take a screenshot on your phone. Post it on Instagram to your story or to your feed. Post a shot on Facebook. Please help us spread the word about New Dayton. You can also subscribe to the podcast. You can leave us a review. And I want to give a special thank you to Katie Matthews for producing and editing the podcast. And a thank you and a shout out to John Waldron, who created all of the music for the podcast. Also, last thing, if you have a guest recommendation, please connect with me on Instagram, chip underscore James, or email me at chipjames at gmail.com. Oh, and one last, last thing, check out the website, choosingdayton.com forward slash new Dayton. Thanks again.